The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today. It is Monday, March 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Andrew Hansen. I'll be going solo today. And my first prediction of the week is that each show this week on Hoop Ball DFS Today will be slightly different in terms of who's hosting and uh, what, what the team looks like. So that'll just have to be a surprise. You can stay tuned for that. But we'll be coming to you Monday through Friday here. And I'm going early afternoon on this Monday. I'm going to bring you the latest up-to-date injury news. And that will certainly affect our strategy here as we build some winning lineups. We are, we've got a seven-game slate. And I'll mix in a few player props as we go. Before we start diving in here, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MyBookie.ag. You can still use our promo code, T-O-D-A-Y, when you go make your first deposit there, and, and you'll get $1,000 matched if you deposit 2000 It's a 50% situation. So uh, do take advantage of that. You can invest in your predictions there, whether it be with the NBA or NFL around the corner, XFL in the meantime, and March Madness coming up, to, coming up soon to go along with MLB. So a lot of fun stuff to get involved with. Just use the promo code today. We also want to thank our longtime sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Got a different blend this time. Uh, went with the vanilla, and that comes with the same freshness and gold clips as everything else I've tried. So we certainly recommend them. And the easiest way to get some of that delicious product is to go onto Amazon and search for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. All right, seven-game slate, and let's get started. I'm going to start out of the three 7 o'clock games in Cleveland, of all places. I want to talk about Utah in town. They are favored by 8.5, over-under opened at 219. It is the lowest total on the board as we get going here. But I do have some interest on the backcourt on both sides, and I'm going to start with Donovan Mitchell. He's under 8K on DraftKings. We like that because he's got big upside and he gets to face that terrible Cavs backcourt, which will be a little bit different tonight because Garland has been ruled out. And the other news is that Tristan Thompson is out. So front court will be a little bit different. And late news also is that Drummond is uh, doubtful. So could be some uh, love and Nance and... Certainly we'll have to keep an eye on that, but they are going to be facing off against Gobert, who's a terrific defender. So um, a lot of people will pivot to Nance. I don't know if I will. Uh, I may stick to the backcourt. Like I said, I like the matchup for Donovan Mitchell. I also like the matchup for Jordan Clarkson. He's coming back to town. He used to play on the Cavs. So I like that narrative there. He's only 5.1K. If you want to get a little bit different, you you could go to Conley. You know, he he could certainly go off against this backcourt as well. On the flip side, I do like Sexton because if you're going to attack Utah, I think the best way to do it is with the backcourt, and his usage should pick up a little bit with Garland out. 
But the main guy I like on Cleveland, if it's only going to be one, it's Kevin Porter Jr. He's been really stepping up lately. His last four fantasy out, outputs have been 51, 21, 34, and 27 for an average of 33.5. And at 4.9 on DraftKings, if you can do that again, we're looking at a 6x plus return, and I think he could exceed that. That'll probably be about it for me. Um, if you're making multiple lineups, you could pivot to Chetty Osman, but uh, don't don't really plan to go there. I'm going to stick with the original guys. All right, game two is in the Big Apple, and we've got Houston coming to town. These two teams played a week ago on Monday. The Rockets won that one, one twenty-three to one twelve. They were ahead comfortably. The starters didn't play down the stretch. And Westbrook did not play at all in that game. Neither did Alfred Payton. So different mix of guys here tonight with both of them back in the lineup. And we do want to look at the Houston side because the Knicks are 25th in defense. This is the second highest total on the board, right around that 230 mark. And for me, looking at Harden and Westbrook, Right now, I'm leaning Westbrook. He's a little bit cheaper than Harden, and he's been excellent his last two games, over 60 fantasy points in each of them. So I like that edge over Harden with the savings. And I also like a couple of the other pieces for Houston, starting with Covington. He's at 6.2, and he has been fantastic uh, ever since joining Houston Looked excellent and aggressive Saturday night against Boston, 16 and 16. Played well against New York last week. And then the other guy I'm looking at is Eric Gordon. He's only 3.8. He's working himself back into the mix after leaving that game against New York last week with an injury. And he got 21 minutes against Boston. So I like his minutes to ramp up a little bit here. Hopefully he'll get about 24 and if you're making multiple lineups, I'm going to play one with Westbrook and then one with Gordon uh, in case there's a blowout, in case Westbrook doesn't have to play more than 30 minutes. That's how I'm going to break down the Houston side. On the Knicks side, even though they have really struggled this year, I do have interest in two of their players tonight. R.J. Barrett is one. In terms of the starters, he's 5.4K. He went for 21-6-3 against the Rockets last week. And then Mitchell Robinson, he is 5.5. Probably won't be in my primary build, but if I make three lineups, he'll definitely be in at least one of them. He has had three of his last four games uh, where he's really paid off value. At 36 and a half fantasy points against Houston. And if you think about it, when he's in the court, on the court against that Houston bench, right now, who do they have to try to slow him down? Tabo Cephalosha, Jeff Green, Bruno Caboclo. I really don't think any of those guys are going to do too much to stop him. So he'll be in some of my lineups. All right, game three. The other 7 o'clock game is Portland against Orlando. And this one opened at a total of 222. Magic favored by 7. We know that they are much slower in pace and generally play in lower scoring games. 
They're 27th in pace to be exact. They also have that strong defense. They're rated 8th. Meanwhile, Portland's defense is 27th, so we certainly want to try to attack them. And the way I'm going to do that is with Evan Fournier tonight. He's 6.4 on DraftKings. Two of the last three games, he's had over 45 fantasy points. And he gets to face off against Gary Trent Jr., who's ranked 88th among shooting guards in defensive real plus minus. So that's where I'm hoping that the Magic really turn to to get an edge in terms of matchups. I don't think I'll go to the Magic bigs. Uh, I think I'd rather spend that 8K elsewhere. Although I do think Gordon could have a strong performance against mostly mellow defense. One other guy you could look at is DJ Augustine. He's coming off the bench, of course, but he's 3.2. So he'd be one of those value plays to consider. He had 18 minutes in his last game. You know, he's been working himself back into the mix from injury. But he had 12 points and seven assists. When these two teams played back in December, Augustine had 17 points and it looks like three assists for 29 fantasy points. And he was facing off against Anthony Simons, who is actually a game-time decision. But if he plays, he's ranked 128th of 129 for point guards defensively. So I like that matchup for DJ Augustine. Over on that Portland side, the star of the show recently has been C.J. McCollum. And he has really benefited from benefited from Lillard's absence and stepped up with that extra usage and those extra responsibilities. But I'm going to fade him tonight. I'm hoping that this is where he finally comes down to earth a little bit. I know he played well against Orlando when they met earlier. I know he's been almost unstoppable, but I figure at some point he's got to tire out a little bit from carrying the load. And Orlando is just so strong defensively. I think they're going to do everything they can to prevent McCollum from beating them. So I'm I'm primarily going to fade him and pay up for some of these other high-priced guards. One other guy to look at for Portland in terms of a value play would be Mario Hazonia. Especially if Simons is out, they don't really have any other ball handlers off the bench. They're just really thin right now, up and down the roster. And Hazonia, of course, used to play for Orlando. So he's coming back to town, and with that narrative and a bare minimum price on DraftKings, I think he could pay off for you. Uh, He did just get 15 fantasy points in 12 minutes, and that was with Simons in. So if Simons is out, I think that'll pick up to hopefully 20 minutes or so. And I think that could be a a low-owned, strong play in tournaments. All right, as we turn to the 7.30 games, this is where we really get interesting because we've got the Grizzlies traveling to Atlanta. Grizzlies, of course, are seventh in pace. Hawks are number four. So we're looking at a shootout here under around 240. Hawks opened as two-point favorites. So this is looking to be a close game, potentially. And in tournaments, definitely worth a look as a a game stack. I'm going to start with the guards on both sides. John Morant coming off that 
real strong performance against the Lakers where he went for 27-6 and 14, got the high praise from LeBron. He should be feeling really, really good. And he gets to face off against Trey Young, who's ranked 86 out of 86 for point guards. Um, I wonder if the stat I gave on Simons was out of guards in general. But in any event, um, we got a lot of weak defensive guards here on this slate. And Trey is right near the top. So I like John Morant, and I do like Trey on the other side. Uh, John Morant is right around 49th or 50th in terms of his rating. And this is the perfect kind of game for Trey Young with the high pace on both sides. Grizzlies are only 17th as a team defensively. So hopefully some of the guys around Trey will be able to excel as well. I do think all the starters on this in this game on both sides are in play. On DraftKings, at least, their prices are all reasonable. For the Hawks, Cam Reddish is questionable right now uh, with a back issue. So we'll keep an eye on that. If he's out, I like Hunter even more. DeAndre Hunter, that is, at 5K. And it looks to me like unless something changes with the starting lineups, he's going to probably be facing Kyle Anderson. And I think Hunter can use his speed and youth and quickness and agility to um, find some openings and do some damage against Kyle Anderson. Herter would be a nice pivot from Trey Young. Uh, again, if you're playing multiple lineups, I think it's worth taking a shot on him in case Trey Young has an off night. Herter usually picks it up in, the, in those cases. Collins is a little pricey for me at 8.9, but he has been very consistent. Four out of the last five, he's been over 46 fantasy points. So I like him a little bit more as a cash play than a tournament play. And then in terms of those other starters for the Grizzlies, Joe Val showed his potential with that 2020 game recently. I just don't trust him, though, so I, I don't plan to go there, even though it is a pretty strong matchup funny on DraftKings three other guys you might want to play Milton Kyle Anderson and Josh Jackson are all 4.4k so that's the wild card there uh, on the Grizzlies side is which one of those do you want to snag I think at least one of them will have a very strong game I'm leaning towards Melton there uh, I just think this this wide open game fits fits him well but Brooks is another option if you want to spend a little bit more. He's 5.3. He's had three straight games of at least 22 field goal attempts. And with Triple J and um, Clark out, you know, they've got to find the offense somewhere. And he's been benefiting. So I think he's worth considering as well. All right, let's head towards that second half of the slate. And we've got a excellent matchup uh, just to the eye test for the other 730 game. It's the Bucks traveling to South Beach to play the Heat. Milwaukee's coming off a back-to-back. -back. They beat Charlotte last night. And they are, of course, first in pace, first in defense, second in offensive efficiency. Uh, all part of the reason why they're favored here on the road line opened with them being four-point favorites over under 227. 
Giannis was terrific when these two teams played at the very beginning of the season, way back on October 26th. It was an overtime game. He had 71 fantasy points. Jimmy Butler did not play, so that skewed things a little bit. But I don't plan to play Giannis for really any of my primary lineups here. Just that extra price on DraftKings is too much for me. I prefer these guards who are $1,000 or more cheaper. And I think they're in a little bit more of a smash spot against poor defenses. Uh, Giannis, of course, is facing the Heat. They're ranked 14th. And they've got multiple guys they can throw at him. Jimmy Butler, Derek Jones Jr., Crowder, Iguodala. So uh, they've got some options on the Miami side, Bam is 8.1. He almost had a triple-double against Milwaukee. Uh, he has had multiple triple-doubles since then. So I, I think that's a fine play. A good price for Bam. Dragic is 5.5. He's the other guy I'm looking at for the Heat. He played. He had to play 35 minutes in that overtime game against Milwaukee. He was excellent. He's had some strong games recently. I don't really plan to play much of these Heat, though. Again, Milwaukee with their top-ranked defense and now with uh, Miami a little bit more healthy than they've been recently. Uh, a little bit harder to count on Dragic, you know, getting big minutes and big numbers with uh, with Butler and, and Nunn and... Uh, Crowder and, and Iggy and all these guys. So I am uh, most likely going to fade this game, um, but sure would be, you know, sure will be fun to watch. All right, two games left before we get into some player props. And we've got an eight o'clock tip in Chicago between the Mavericks and the Bulls. Mavericks on a back to back here coming in after a win against Minnesota. Kristaps Porzingis was excellent in that game. He's not going to play tonight. He's going to get some rest on this second half of the back-to-back. Luka's going to be back in the mix, nursing that sore thumb. And this is a similar profile to when these two teams played in early January. Porzingis did not play. Luka did. He was fantastic. 38-point triple-double, 74 fantasy points. I do like him here again with Porzingis out and Chris Dunn out, continuing to be out on the Chicago side. So better matchup for Luka. I'm a little bit concerned about the thumb uh, and having taken a, a game off. Uh, he should have his legs back under him, but I am slotting him behind Trey Young in terms of those 10K guards. Uh, I do think he's worth getting some exposure to, though. If you're playing multiple lineups, we also have Curry now questionable. That popped up this afternoon. So with Porzingis out, if Curry misses the game as well, then I might take a look at Tim Hardaway Jr. He's 6.5. I wasn't planning to play him before this Curry news and Porzingis news because he's been priced up. But I'm going to have to think about that a little bit if Curry sits as well. So keep an eye on the news there. 
uh, great place to follow the news is at HoopBallFantasy on Twitter. And certainly you can uh, follow me as well. I am at LanguageOlympic. Um, besides those guys, I don't think I'll get anywhere else with Dallas. Maybe Kleba at 4.4 is worth a look. But that is probably going to be about it for me. On the Bulls side, a couple of moving parts. We've got... Levine, doubtful all of a sudden. We've got Otto Porter Jr. coming back into the mix, but he's going to be limited to 16 to 20 minutes. So that's a big change. And the thing that I'm going to do here is I'm going to fade Otto Porter Jr. I'm going to fade Thaddeus Young because Otto's coming back. And I may look at Sadoransky at 5.5. He played really well against Dallas in January, and that was with Levine in the lineup. So I'm going to look at Sadoransky. I'm going to look at Kobe White. He's at 5.8. I think he'll be pretty popular. I may go to Sadoransky just to get hopefully lower ownership when I get exposure to this game. I, I may grab one or two shares of him. All right, one more game to go, and it is down in San Antonio. The Pacers are in town, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites. At least that's where it was when it opened. One of the lower totals on the board, 220-and-a-half. Front end of a back-to-back for the Spurs. They're going to be going to Charlotte tomorrow, and that usually throws a wrench into the plans Uh in, you know, in the event that you even try to make projections with the Spurs, it makes it even tougher. The first guy I'm looking at in this game is on that Indiana side. It's T.J. Warren. He's 6K. And DeRozan is rating pretty poorly in terms of def- defensive uh, real plus minus. He's 88th out of 91 small forwards. So I'm going to look to attack that matchup. Oladipo, I think, is a, a decent price. We've got to continue to watch him settling back into the lineup. He hasn't really showed the high-scoring, high-upside uh, ceiling that we know he has. But keep an eye on him. On the Spurs side, we've got Pirtle out. LaMarcus Aldridge is doubtful, and he did not go through shoot-around. So assuming he's out... That is really going to open up some minutes and some opportunity in the front court for San Antonio. Trey Lyles should get the first crack at it. He's 4.8. In that last game against Orlando, when Pirtle went down early with an injury, Lyles stepped up. He got 39 fantasy points, played good minutes, almost had a double-double. And then Rudy Gay should get some extra looks. He's at 4.3K on DraftKings. He also had 39 fantasy points against Orlando and played 30 minutes, went for 19-6-4. And And then finally, if you want to really get different and get a low-owned guy, you could look at Drew Eubanks. He got 16 minutes in that game. I think he'll be the other big to come off the bench for San Antonio. And we know that these guys are going to have to get minutes. I mean, they're, they're going against that big 
Indiana front court of Miles Turner, Sabonis, Goga, if he gets some minutes off the bench. So that's why I think at least one of these guys is going to pay off. They're, they're certainly going to be splitting up the minutes. Um, but I think that's where you want to look to get some value here because we've got all these studs on this slate that we want to play. We want to play Westbrook, Trey Young, Luca. Um, and I think that's the way to do it is to snag one of those guys. I think that in every one of my lineups tonight, I will have one of those Spurs. Uh, maybe I'll make one lineup without them just in case because we know that <laughs> um, things could go haywire with Pop involved on the front end of a back-to-back. All right, let's turn to some player props before we call it a day. I have picked out five. Uh, didn't really get a chance to look at players that I might want to look at unders with. Uh, just looking at the overs here today. And focusing on the points, there weren't, uh, I think only five of the games were up here with props and a couple moving parts in the afternoon with this late news. But uh, my favorite prop of the day, player prop, is Evan Fournier. His point total is 17.5. So I'm going to play over that. When I pulled it up this morning, it was minus 125 to play over that. It's already moved to minus 134. So a lot of money going there. He has gone six of his last seven games over 17 and a half points. And I mentioned he gets to face off against Gary Trent Jr., ranked 88th among shooting guards in defensive real plus minus. Portland as a whole is 28th against three-point shooters in terms of percentage. And how about Fournier and his, you know, tendencies to shoot three-pointers? He attempts... 6.68 three-pointers a game. So you put all these all these things together. I do like Fournier over 17.5 points today. My favorite player prop. I'm going to go three units on that. And I hope that Fournier comes through for us. Next one up. Uh, now I'm just going to go in order uh, on the slate. R.J. Barrett, 16.5 points. I'm going to play the over on that one. It's plus money, plus 102. He's gone over that point total three of his last five games. He scored 21 against Houston last Monday. I don't feel great about this just because I don't really trust R.J. Barrett yet. If you recall, earlier in the season, he was a lock for 36 minutes plus. And he's still getting good minutes, but he does shoot a fair amount of three-pointers. Can't really count on that. He has not been good at the free throw line. But I do like this up-tempo game here against Houston. And I I was playing him in Daily Fantasy last week when they played. And he paid off. And I, I'm going to do it again tonight and hope that he hits that mark. Next on the list is from that high-tempo game between the Grizzlies and the Hawks. It is DeAndre Hunter. And his point prop is 13.5, minus 110 to the over. I'm going to go over that. Four out of the last five, he's gone over 17 points. And in this high-paced game with Cam Reddish questionable, um, you know, if he's out or limited, I think Hunter could get a couple more shots. So I'm going to I'm going to use that as my next play. One more player prop in terms of points is T.J. Warren. I mentioned that matchup against DeRozan, 
ranked 88th out of 91 small forwards. 88 is our lucky number here. And Warren has gone two out of the last three over 18 and a half points. And that, uh, the number there is minus 115 if you want to play over that total. That's what I'm seeing. Last player prop is from Mr. Covington in Madison Square Garden. His rebound prop is six and a half. And he had seven rebounds against the Knicks last week. And then, like I said, he had 16 rebounds against Boston. So he's really being aggressive, snagging up all those boards, helping out P.J. Tucker. So I like the over prop there at minus 110. All right, that'll do it for today. Uh, I want to thank our presenting sponsor one more time, mybookie.ag. Please use our promo code when you make a deposit over there, T-O-D-A-Y, and you can get a 50% match up to $1,000. I want to thank Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee uh, for giving us all the support they do and providing these amazing products. I enjoyed their coffee this morning, as I always do. And then please be sure to join us the rest of the week. Uh, our schedules continue to change of you know which, uh, which DF voice you hear on any given day. Um, between uh, Mike and Miles and I will be on here throughout the week. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter. Mike is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. -I -I Miles is at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. And we may even have a new voice coming on to the show here in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. But without any further ado, uh, good luck building your lineups. Let me know on Twitter if you have any questions. You can find me at Language Olympic. And we'll catch you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us here on Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoopball presentation.